Factory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Steve Irvine, who is the UAB Color Commentary Analyst of Learfield IMG College. Steve, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. Doing great. Great. You having a good Labor Day weekend? Yeah, yeah. Just going to relax and, you know, just uh, take it easy and get ready to get on this plane on Wednesday. Yes, we'll get on that plane ride and we'll go ahead and hit on that. Uh, Our UAB Blazers travel down to Coral Gables to take on the Miami Hurricanes this Thursday, September 10th, 7 p.m. Central Time kickoff locally. And that will be broadcasted on the ACC network. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about that. Now, Steve, I was watching a game day this Saturday and I even saw where Kirk Herbstreit said that he had Miami as one of his dark horse candidates to get into the college football playoff because of the Eric King, who I'm sure we're about to talk a lot about today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and I, I saw that, too. And, you know, I mean, let's get it out of the way right now. This is not in any way the same team that Louisiana Tech beat in the Independence Bowl and FIU beat in, uh, you know, in the regular season game last year. Right. Nothing. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're wearing the same uniforms, but it's not the same team. I mean, it's just and, and I mean, hey, a lot of it is probably most of it is because they've got a guy, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the country. Now, De'Aaron King is as good as anybody. I mean, we you know we were talking just a minute ago and I mean, he's as good with Justin Fields, especially with Justin Fields not playing with Ohio State. He's probably as good as anybody in the country. Uh, as uh, a quarterback, so he makes them. Uh, he makes them a different team, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you go and I mean, you put on the tape from last year, and for the Miami Hurricanes 2019 team, it honestly looked like they just lacked a quarterback. I mean, and yeah, I mean, they just they struggled to um, on offense on the offensive side of the ball the whole season. It seemed like because they had. They didn't have any talent really at quarterback, but getting this uh, quarterback, Derek King from Houston, is huge for this program. And I mean, yeah, I mean, we we just we were talking earlier, Steve. I mean, the scrimmage he just had, uh, he was uh, 24 of 34 for 330 yards and six touchdown passes in a scrimmage, and he also ran the ball nine times for 84 yards. That was uh, according to uh, Canes1A.com. I mean, and, and Miami. Is always known for having a great defense, which they do have another great defense for lined up for this 2020 team. But I mean, I just I don't know, Steve. I mean, this oh, this yeah, this is going to be a daunting task for the UAB defense, which I think Clark will have uh, have the boys up for it. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll have a good plan. I mean, I think that that's, um, you know, there's no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think there will be a good plan, and I think the defense is going to play well. I really do. But this guy can just do so much. You know, he can, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he can make a, he can make a, uh, you know, good plan go bad real fast. You know, and I think that's that's the key with this guy is, you know, he can beat you with his arm, no doubt. He's got just a cannon for an arm. He's he's very fast. He's very shifty. He can beat you with his 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 legs too. So you can have it defended well, and he's still going to beat you. You know, I right. think that's that's what's scary about this guy is you know it's um it's not one he's not one of those guys that uh, you know just beat you because he has a good plan. 
even though I think Rhett Lashley will have a very good plan for him because I think Rhett Lashley is a very good offensive coordinator. Yeah. But he doesn't, you know, he's just, he could just beat you, you know, and he's one of those guys that, you know, I would, I would think you would see just, just by in, in watching games in the past with, with UAB's defense, I would think you would see Chris Mole doing a lot of spying on him, you know, uh, a lot of spying on him. Uh, but this is one guy that, um, you know, he can, he can run away from Chris Mole at times as fast as Chris Mole is and as good as Chris Mole is at, at playing angles and, and you know, just knowing where to be. This guy's capable of making some plays out of that. And yeah, that's scary. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's scary. Cause, cause in a way, in my mind, just watching UAB's defense, Chris, Chris Mole is such a, a security blanket. You know, you just think like, okay, if somebody yeah. makes a mistake, Chris Bowles going to run it and run, you know, run that mistake down. You know, he's going to, he's, and yeah. um, this guy can make plays, you know, just, <laughs> you know, he's just a playmaker, man. It's just, yeah. it's scary. No yeah. doubt. He is. Yeah. I mean, he just has that raw um, talent to just, I mean, it's, he's scary. And I mean, you put on the tape, I mean, he only played uh, four games at Houston last year in the 2019 season. And he decided to uh, hang it up to preserve that year of eligibility and, of course, transfer to Miami. But when you look at his uh, 2018 stats, I mean, he threw for almost 3,000 yards, had 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions, and had a uh, 63% completion percentage. Um, And on top of that, he had 670 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. And that's even more impressive on the rushing yards, too, because, you know, in college football, you take sacks into – account for rushing yards as well so i mean just a really shifty uh quarterback great arm just super fast um uab will definitely have to be um be ready for it and i do agree that i think they'll have chris Mole spying on him um and chris chris really does a good job spying on quarterbacks um especially uh i think back to the two lane game uh with uh what was the quarterback's name banks i believe uh he did a good yeah, job James spying banks. On him. yeah yes um, and, but yeah, he, Clark's definitely probably going to have him, uh, spying on Derek King, but let's just talk about some of those weapons around yeah. Derek King that Miami has and no surprise at all. I mean, Miami's always recruited well, um, of course, in that area, you get five stars, four stars all the time. Um, you look at, uh, a wide receiver, uh, a senior, uh, Mike Harley, um, who they also said in the last scrimmage, he had over, uh, he had five catches for, uh, for two touchdowns, 65 yards. Um, so, and, you know, you look at Mark Pope, um, D Wiggins, uh, just talent all across the board from Miami. And I mean, that's really doesn't surprise us. It shouldn't surprise, um, anybody really, because Miami's always recruited well. And, uh, this is Manny Diaz's, uh, second year, I believe at Miami. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, bringing Rhett Lashley in who had a fantastic year at SMU last year. Um, and we can even hit on the, um, you know, his stats from uh, coaching the offensive side of the ball at SMU, he uh, had them nationally ranked number two in plays per game in the 2019 season. Uh, they were ranked number seven in points per game, number nine in yards per game, and number 42 in yards per play. Um, right. Now, when you look at Miami's <laughs> offensive uh, statistics from last year, they pretty much finished in the outside of the top 85 in all of those mentioned. Um, before so 
I mean, it, it, it's like you said, Steve, um, they'll be wearing the same uniforms, but this is going to be a completely different uh, Miami team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I do think that last year they had some playmakers. I mean, a lot of the guys we were, you know, you already mentioned were guys who were with them last were with them last year, and they just, you know, just couldn't get them the ball. And and you know, I think that every guy that that they're going to put out there in a skill position is going to be they're out there because of their speed. I mean, it's, right. they're going to be fast. Uh, they're going to be talented. They're going, you know, they got some young guys coming in. You know, we got a couple of freshman running backs that they think are going to be. You know, really big players, Jalen Knighton and Don Chaney, you know, are just um, just part of a kind of a uh, committee of running backs that just are they're built on speed. And, and so it's going to have to be one of those days, you know, where you just, um, you know, you got to have to play your assignments. I mean, there's no doubt about it is be where you're supposed to be and, uh, you know, try to try to keep them from from getting in space as much as you can. Now, they're going they're going to hit some few. They're going to hit some. There's no doubt about it. But you just got to. Um, you know, be able to be be um, just fundamentally sound and, and try, you know, try to, to limit the big plays. Agreed. And uh, one thing that hopefully UAB should have an advantage of is uh, UAB's defensive line uh, compared to uh, Miami's offensive line, because Miami's offensive line really struggled last year. Um, now, um, they should be improved um, just because they had a lot of new starters last year on the offensive line. But you know, with this being the first game, I'm hoping that we can catch them um, not gelling together and be able to get in that backfield quickly, which is something, you know, we kind of hit on last episode when we uh, recapped the uh, UCA game, Steve, that we really weren't able to get in that backfield of Central Arkansas. And, I mean, we're going to definitely have to do that to get to De'Eric King and pressure him and uh, just hopefully force him to make quick reads and quick decisions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got to make him uncomfortable. I mean, there's there's no doubt. That's not easy. You know, it's easier said than done. But yeah. they, they're going to have to, you know, have to make him uncomfortable. Have, you're going to have to get a, you know, a better push on the, on, the, on the edge. You know, have to do a better job this game. You know, Nikia Eason had a really nice game, obviously, with a couple sacks last week. But, you know, the other guys, uh, you know, just didn't get as much push. I mean, I you know, I, I think, uh, you know, on the radio, I think we caught – it was – Three, you know, so I don't think it was a fourth quarter to, before we called Jordan Smith's name on a play, wow. and you know he can't. That can't happen again. He he's got to he's got to go down there and have a have a big night. And I think he will. I mean, he's you know he's he's going to be motivated. I mean, everybody in you in a UAB uniform is going to be motivated. I mean, there's no doubt. There's some of them because they're going back to Miami. Some of them because they're playing a you know a team from a Power Five conference. You know other reasons, but but you know they're all going to be motivated. He's just going to have to have a, you know, he's going to have to have a big night. You know, and and I do think that Miami's offensive line wasn't very good last year, but I think they're going to be a lot better. I mean, I I, I do. I think you know the, the addition of Jared Williams, who also came from Houston, a big you know six six, three hundred and ten pound, right. you know right tackle. I mean, I think that's going to help them. Um, you know, and, and the other thing that's, that always scares me a little bit when, when UAB goes into these games against um, a Power 5 team is a lot of times if things aren't going well for those teams, they just say, okay, we're just going to power you. You know, we're, we're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We're just going to run straight at you. And um, and there's been some problems stopping that, you know, which – it's kind of natural, you know, because you yeah. a, lot to, a lot of these guys are big old guys now. And yeah. um, 
So, you know, if, if, if that happens, you know, you, you know, if they're struggling with some things, they might just decide that to, to run the ball straight ahead and, uh, you know, see what happens out of that. So, I don't know. It's going to be a challenge. But, I, you know, it's a challenge I think anybody – I don't think there's – I mean, everybody in the program is excited about this challenge and excited to prove and show the country that, that you know, this UAB program's a pretty good program. Yes, I, I definitely think so, too. Um, now, kind of hitting on those uh, previous Power 5 games that UAB has uh, played recently, going back to the uh, Tennessee game in uh, 2019 last year and the Texas A&M game from 2018, it just, you know, kind of how we talked about before the call, Steve, you know, how and like you just said, when things go bad quickly, um, they just seem to try to overpower um, the group of five team. Um, but, you know, going back to last year, UAB was really in that Tennessee game outside of those uh, turnovers um, from Tyler Johnston and company. Um, but we're, and this is, it's so obvious. We are going to have to protect the ball and not force any throws and just play. I wouldn't say conservative, but just do not turn the ball over because if Johnston or whoever, um, Lucero, if they throw the ball and if they throw interceptions, um, if they throw more than one interception, I, I think it's going to be a long night for UAB um, because I just, uh, I just, you just have to protect the ball. And, and even going back to the Texas A&M game, you know, when the game started, we uh, they uh, we fumbled the ball on the ki- on opening kickoff and they scooped it up and ran it in for a touchdown. It's just just playing your fundamentals, like just knowing the fundamentals of the game. And I think, Steve, that we actually have an advantage up on Miami, being that this is Miami's first game of the season. You know, UAB, yeah, we had three turnovers against Central Arkansas, but that we, we got hopefully we got a lot of that out of our system. Like we we played mm-hmm. a full game, we played a long game. Um, so hopefully we'll catch Miami making those same mistakes and we'll be able to capitalize on their mistakes, points off turnovers, but just hopefully we'll be able to limit our turnovers. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think you're absolutely right, John. I mean, I think, I mean, to me, it starts offensively at least. It starts with, I think UAB has to establish the run. Yes. And, and I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't think that UAB can just line up and run it straight ahead and think they're going to do that all night. But they do have to establish the fact they can run. And I think with, uh, with those three backs, and I think, you know, Lyon played well the other, you know, blocked well the other night. Now, this is a different challenge, and, and uh, Miami's very good up front. Uh, but I think that um, if you can establish, you know, a steady run or at least the capability to run, you know, I think that's going to that's gonna mean the world. I mean, if if, uh, if they totally shut down the run, take away the run, and, you know, Tyler has to throw the ball all night or, or Bryson Lucero, whoever's in there at the time, then it's going to be a long night because I think, um, you know, with those guys up front, you know, with um, uh, Roche, Quincy Roche and with Jalen Phillips, you know, Cameron Williams and, and a few others up front, you know, defensive end or the edge guys, they can, they can flat get after you. And so if you just, if you don't establish the run, then that's going to be, that's going to be hard. So I think it's going to be a big night, uh, you know, and I'm not saying, I don't know if there's a number that you can put on what they need to do running the ball, but, but it, they do have to, to show the capability to run the ball when, when, when needed. Yes, and getting it going early. Now, speaking of uh, Miami's defensive line, 
their All-American defensive end, uh, Greg Rousseau, has decided to opt out of the season. So that could possibly help UAB a little bit by not having that uh, guy in there. But, I mean, it's like we said earlier, they're so talented, <laughs> um, even on uh, the defensive line. So they'll just uh, plug and play. Um, as, as you just mentioned, the uh, Temple grad uh, transfer, uh, Quincy Roche, that uh, transferred from Temple, um, he's really good too. But um, yeah, definitely got to get that running game going, get it established. And, and it's also just, you know, being creative, which I think Vincent um, will do, you know, not just a halfback dive plays, but doing counters, doing stretch plays. Let's, you know, run some screens. Yeah. I'm sure they have a great game plan uh, ready for Miami. Um, it's just really hoping that uh, nothing bad happens early in the game. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, they they, they need, you need a good start. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, but you know, but you also need to to accept the fact that hey, if we don't start well, you know, don't panic. Right. It's a, it's a long game. Let's you know get it back. And and you know, I think it's a it's a veteran team now, so I think they're going to be fine with that. Uh, but it would be nice to have some positive stuff early in the game. You know, the one thing that's good that you usually don't get in these games is there's not going to be a crowd there to, to, to get into it, you know, and that, that's, um, that's a plus. I mean, coming into this and, you know, they'll have, you know, 10,000, 13,000, whatever it may be in a big stadium. And so it's not going to be as, as overwhelming as the Tennessee th- uh, game was earlier. Texas A&M was early and it's right. just not, I mean, you're not going to have the same, that same atmosphere so that's that's an advantage you know but uh it would be nice to get off to a good start get some confidence going i would love to see uh you know some early short passes to austin watkins and myron mitchell and let them do some things with their with their feet because it's going to be interesting to watch those guys because miami's going to press you and miami's going to play man coverage a lot of lot you know they'll sit their safeties over the top that you know i I sort of foresee them doing what Tennessee did last year is yeah. take a, take away the, the uh, deep ball with the safeties and uh, just, you know, say, hey, we're going to press you and, you, you, you know, we're going to you got to have to beat us and um, beat us short. And, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of look forward to see how that uh, how, what happens with that, you know, because I think Austin Watkins, as we've said, you know, a bunch and Meyer Mitchell, too. But, right. you know, those guys are. I mean, they belong on that field with these guys, and and so it'll be nice. It'll be fun, fun to watch. You know what they do on on Thursday night. Yes, and I'm sure they're ready for the challenge too, and also get those tight ends going too. Um, that, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, to get uh, Pittman and Prince going as well. Um, right. but yeah, I'm excited. I know the guys are excited. Um, I know you're excited, Steve, to get to go down to Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I guess it's not going to be quite as much fun as. As usual, because, you know, we, we, we're not going to be able to really leave the hotel as much as, as, you know, we could in the past, uh, you know, because it's just not safe. You know, I mean, we're not going to go, probably won't go out to eat, probably won't go to, you know, to a bar or anything because, you know, of the, of the virus. And, and we shouldn't. I mean, so right. that part is not good. But um, if we're close to the beach, you can, you can, you can bet I'm going to be out on the beach on uh, Saturday morning. <laughs> just, if not, if, at the very least, just walking it, you know, and just uh, getting out getting out there and seeing the beach. Well, I'm jealous, man, but I will be going to Iron City uh, Thursday night uh, to uh, watch the game. They'll be hosting a watch party, so 
I hope to see a lot of my fellow uh, Blazer fans out there um, say hey and hopefully cheer us on to victory. Um, but again, guys, um, it's a, a 7 p.m. Central Time kickoff locally on the ACC Network. Uh, right now, the spread, I believe, uh, I think Miami's a 14 and a half point favorite um, as of now, if any of you guys follow that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so Steve and I will um, have a reaction podcast to episode of the podcast uh, to the Miami game um, sometime after the game Thursday. Um, we'll probably record Friday or Saturday, but we'll we'll let you know when we post that. But thanks everyone again for listening, and uh, make sure you tell a uh, fellow Blazer fan um, about the podcast. Um, tell them that they can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, and follow us on Twitter at BlazerPod, B L A Z E R P O D, and just thank you guys so much again, and we will see you guys next time. Go Blazers!